What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another episode of Got Fitted Japan. I'm your host, Johnny. Unfortunately, Tom is not here again, but he will be here next week, I swear to God. And uh, yeah, this is episode number 355, and we are here with David. David, should I say your last name, or should I call you Dave, or the D-Man? Yeah. <laughs> D-Tiger? I was waiting to see if you're going to mispronounce my last name like everybody does. Oh, what is your yeah. last name? So it's spelled like it's Honigman, but it's actually Hennigman. Yeah. Hennigman? Is it H-E-I-N-G-H-Q-R-N? <laughs> a couple of Z's are in there somewhere? Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's always been mispronounced, so. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Well, I'm going to call you Dave. I yeah, can't mispronounce fine. that one. That's fine. It, cheers, by the way. Yeah. Cheers. Right. Here we go. Hair yeah. of the dog. Happy Tuesday morning. Mm. Yeah, we usually do these on Saturday evening. Okay. Or late at the night, some other day or something. But yeah, today. Today's a morning cast. I haven't done one of these in ages. We mm. call this day fading. Okay. Yeah, day <laughs> fading is when you get drunk during the day. All right. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. And for all you new faders out there, Got Fitted Japan's about two dudes, booze, Japan in the news. And Dave, today you are the news. Welcome. Oh. So. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I heard of you before I met you, and that's when I was working of the working at Gamuso. And when I was working at Gamuso, like uh, basically the owner told me, he's like, yeah, we got lots of events here. We do a lot of crazy things. We have comedy nights. We've got uh, transvestite balls. We have a lot of rock shows, folk shows, spoken word, open mic. And we've got this one event called Paint Your Teeth. <laughs> and I was like, well, what is Paint Your Teeth? And he's like, well, and you know, I, I can't remember what he said, but I'm sure yeah. it was pretty extreme. So I'm going to let you answer, Dave, what is Paint Your Teeth? Oh, um, so that, that guy's name was Mark, right? Nope. Yeah, yeah, okay. I remember. Um, I don't know. I, I try to get, you know, a mixture of all the different kind of underground subcultures in Tokyo and just get them on one stage at one time. Yeah, you do that, a pretty good job at that. That's the simple, <laughs> simple answer, I guess. <laughs> and, and by subcultures, uh, can you give an example of that? I mean, I know, but they don't know. Yeah, I, uh... There's usually some noise music involved. I like noise music and garage rock and performance art. I think those are like, I'd say, three elements you could kind of consistently find there. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, whatever else. Like next time, homunculus, these two guys, they call themselves homunculus, play like medieval instruments and stuff. So I just try to get a bunch of different, I don't know, maybe out there performers together in one place at one time. Yeah. Dude, I love that stuff. I love the subculture. <laughs> I live for the subculture. This is the subculture. This is subculture podcasting. And um, yeah, uh, the, the one event that he told me about that was like the most extreme. And uh, he said he said something like uh, there's a girl that was singing and she was doing some kind of like a weird traditional harmony while she was being like, uh, well, she's being like fucked by a guy with a horse mask on his head with a dildo. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, Mazelna Kiken. That was the name of that act. The name of that act? Is she still around? That's, that was the name of the horse. Her name, I think she I, I, she might have called herself Shima Uma, which is zebra. Uh, no, I, if, no, I never saw that girl again. You never saw that girl? No. She came, she performed, she's like, she dropped the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. insane. I yeah. did not see that one, but that was the one, like, like, when Mark was talking about the event, he's like, yeah, that's the last one they had, and... Yeah, that was that was kind of wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, wow, I've never heard of anything like that. And I was like, in the back of my head, I was thinking, I've got to see this show. Yeah, yeah. 
And then after that, I, I started coming to your shows. You know, actually, I was working during some of your shows mm. when they were at Gamuso. And the one that I liked the best was uh, the, the performance dancers that wore the uh, the ladies' stockings over their head. And mm -hmm. the ladies' stockings were all tied together. Yep. And they're all, like, stretching apart and stuff. And they're wearing, like, these ballerina kind of, like, uh, leotard kind of things or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that was the great dancers, great performers, amazing music, and extremely sexy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. How do you find these guys? Oh. Uh, so that, the who you were just talking about, Haikara, right? They're, they're actually going to be at the next one, too. So oh, yeah. they've been, like, long-term repeat mm -hmm. performers. So we have, you know, like the other act you mentioned, how I never saw her again, but then other people who, you know, stay with us. For, um, well, let's see. I remember originally recruiting people. The horsehead guy you mentioned, I met him on MySpace. Uh-huh. <laughs> Way back yeah. in the day. You've been yeah. in Japan for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I've been doing... PYT since 2009, so that was probably like 2010, mm -hmm. and yeah, I found him through MySpace, um, but you know, after a while it becomes, you know, people people show up and they say that, you know, they'll approach me and they say they have a band and, you know, whatever, and they, you know, um, will send me maybe their SoundCloud link or something, or YouTube links or, or something, but I, um, so a lot of it, it's getting to the point where a lot of it's like kind of word Word of mouth, you know, people approach me, but I still, I still like to just kind of, you know, look through video clips on YouTube or whatever and just try to find, try to find people. Um, and case, case by case, people are recommended to me, you know, mm -hmm. so. And that's awesome. Yeah, I've seen some pretty extreme stuff, like, <clears throat> I didn't see the horse one, but I saw the one where, like, they're cooking dead, like, baby rats and stuff, and then oh. throwing them at the air, throwing them in the air, kind of at the audience, he was involved in that too, the horsehead guy. He right? was? Yeah. yeah. He's wearing yeah. a business suit. I thought he was like a businessman or a salary man that's uh, just kind of like there for the show. Yeah, yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden, like these people started like singing and stuff, and yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some like sexual activity going on and stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just gets on stage, starts cooking, like pulls on a bag and starts cooking these these little baby. I think they're called pinkies. E yes. The whole place stunk, dude. <laughs> it smelled like death, literally. <laughs> See, I think I had to leave. Halfway through that performance because I had the I was worried about last train right I live in Yokohama so it's a haul back and we were behind yeah. schedule that night and I remember that I remember knowing that there were mice involved and uh, I don't know I, I to me it felt like a good time to leave anyways maybe but uh, yeah that that was there was a time there it was during those Gamaso days where things were pretty chaotic you know? yeah yeah so I don't know it's not quite like that anymore. Yeah, I, I it, 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 it's a little tame, a little bit uh, tamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't work at Gamuso anymore, but I remember Pee Wee complaining that he has to clean up blood every yeah, time, yeah. like, you have a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like those guys were kind of happy when I left. Oh, then. Yeah, yeah. Know. How did that happen? Like, all of a sudden, like, um, I asked Mark when, when the next Paint Your Teeth is happening. He's like, uh, they're not coming back. <laughs> oh, I was so bummed. I was uh, like, well, maybe it's time to quit. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know. I, I don't clearly remember. Um, no, we didn't have any falling out or anything. I been, I knew he he was unhappy because, yeah, there was a mess on stage where there was the night where these girls kind of encouraged people to throw eggs at them. Uh -huh. I don't know if you were there. That, then eggs and raw meat and... I don't know, it was part of their performance, but they kind of made a mistake by involving the audience. So the audience just went crazy, and everybody's just whipping stuff against the wall. I missed and that one. <laughs> yeah. And I remember Mark even telling me it took him hours to clean up after. You know, like, I, we tried to clean it up as best as we could at the time, but he said there was a lot of cleanup. 
Well, hey, later after like five or six drinks, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. everybody's there, everybody's faded. Yeah, and stuff, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Cleaning up is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, the next act was supposed to come on. So, yeah. But. <laughs> Mind the know. blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. How did you find those guys? Oh, so those are two. two gr- and again, they, they never came back. Um, Facebook. I think I found that girl on Facebook. I just found some cool photos that she did, and I asked her if she'd consider doing that live on stage. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we built it up from there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That that turned into that was like an infamous fight during their performance. There was a fight between two kind of drag queen type guys, and there was meat and eggs and fighting and everything. I don't know. Those like a real physical fight. Like like like, bitch! I, I was supposed to wear that dress. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I I still think it was half acting because uh-huh. if you if you watch the tape, it looks like they're not really trying uh-huh. to exactly hurt each other. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I think it was partially for show, but apparently they do hate each other. I don't know. It's a, like a professional wrestling type thing i was just so, gonna say that yeah. yeah like whenever the two of them are at the same event together there's a fight or something but they're roommates yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> they live Might together all be for show oh man that's yeah. fantastic and how did you come up with the name paint your teeth um i mean it's a great name and if you yeah. google it i mean all you get is like a bunch of like dentists uh <laughs> offices and mm. fucking like wherever i took um do you know who jan deck is no He's a singer from Texas, and he was this really mysterious guy. Like, he would never do an interview. He would never do a performance. Mm-hmm. But he put out two, three albums every year since, like, the early 80s. And mm-hmm. Really kind of spooky, creepy stuff. And, yeah, he just had a song called Don't Paint Your Teeth. And I, I yeah, so I took it from him. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought, I didn't want it to be a name that was too, like, forcefully weird. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be kind of, like, subtly weird. Nice. You know? And I thought, like, most Japanese people would at least recognize those three English words. So, like, even, even in their mind, it would have some, some kind of image, you know? Paint your teeth. I wonder, yeah. if, I didn't, if I was Japanese and I didn't speak any English, and I saw those three words together, paint your teeth, I would probably think of, like, brushing your teeth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean, cleansing your mouth? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And some, some people have thought about, you know how um, geisha used to blacken out their teeth? No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was considered attractive to just your mouth would be, you couldn't see her teeth. Really? Right? So um, some people have assumed that I took the name from that. Which, you know, I, I, I remember thinking that at the time. Too. So I think it's kind of cool in a lot of different ways. I think it intrigues people. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. You, you should just say that. You should be like, yeah, it's a geisha thing. Yeah. So <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's great. Yeah. And... Some of your performances, like, all right, a lot of them are like, like, really kind of like, like grotesque, you know, like, like cooking, like, you know, like uh, the the rats and stuff or whatever. Well, you know, I don't exactly uh, support that. I mean, I I had nothing to do with that, you know. You didn't tell them, like, all right, listen, I'll book you, but you got to cook some rats on stage. (laughs) You got to wear a business suit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I was already rushing for the train at that point when that happened. Oh, bummer. But other of your performers are like really, really creative. Like uh, the last time that, or your last show that was in Kabuki show, great location by the way, um, you had this band called, was it Dozen? Denzo? Oh yeah, uh, Dozu. Dozu, that's yeah, it. If I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I obviously am not. <laughs> mm. But uh, yeah, they were really fantastic. Mm. I mean, they, they were these like electric, I, I don't know, there's like kind of like these 
scuba diving suits with lights all over them and stuff. They kind of look like Daft Punk, and they're playing what they called uh, electropunk. Mm. What was it? It was electropunk, right? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> or psychedelic electropunk. But yeah, it was like it was like Daft Punk actually moving around and stuff and playing instruments. You yeah. Know? Like like I mean, of course, like uh, Daft Punk plays instruments, but these guys are playing like guitars, drum machines, bass guitars. One guy had like a, a saxophone and a flute and stuff. And I don't know how he was like playing the saxophone because he's wearing like a helmet that these lights shooting yeah. out of it and <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So how did you find these guys? Uh, I just again I found their picture I think on Facebook or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, that band it actually took years to get really <laughs> to get them. I think just the um, the act was in development for a long time. Like like they had they had maybe they had their look down and they had put up pictures like oh I want to get these guys mm -hmm. and um, I just I, I contacted them but I kept keeping an eye on like when they were gonna start playing shows out and everything and it, mm -hmm. and it, it, yeah it literally took years so they're just releasing music all that time but they weren't like or... uh, I don't even know if they were releasing I think they were just working on their performance so wow yeah because uh, it's pretty involved right they have that like big gun that shoots bubbles there like uh, yeah. So, I don't, and even the way he finally agreed to perform is like, he, he showed up, like a lot of people you just contact and they're like, okay, yeah, okay, and then they just come the next time. But some people it's incremental, right? Mm -hmm. you, you see a picture of them, you're interested, then you, you finally hear their music, then you invite them, and he showed up just to, you know, stake it out, and, uh, and then I tried to I tried to invite. We did one earlier this year in Rapongi at a club that just closed down immediately after. But um, you didn't have anything to do with it, did you? Uh, <laughs> well, with the with the closing down, no. like there's too much blood. No. It's, it's like the aftermath of a Guar show. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was weird. I don't know. We did we decided to. Actually, we're going to move to that place and regularly do it there because it was a nice... I don't, you know, I don't like Rapongi. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, think anybody yeah. likes Rapongi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the club was nice. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe we could uh, just make it cool enough that people will forgive us that we're having it in Rapongi. Because it was a cool place. And it was big. And it was kind of nicer than uh, Kabuki Cho. Mm -hmm. And the, the one time we did it there, we had a huge crowd. But I, I heard, I think, during the night that, uh, yeah, this is the uh, last... Last time we could do it there because the place is closing down. Oh, man, that's but, such a bummer. Yeah. So then, Okay, so then I tried to get that Dozu band to perform. And for some reason, he didn't want to perform there. And he said he wanted to perform in, in Golden Egg in Kabukicho. So, so he, is that how you got connected to Golden Egg? Uh, no. <laughs> Golden Egg. No, just... And Golden Egg's a club in Kabukicho that's uh, right in the heart of Kabukicho. Yeah. That's where we do it. Yeah, and that's, that's where it's going to be for the... On, foreseeable future I think I, yeah, I like golden egg yeah I did I do too I do too it's fun to just you know like the one we did earlier this year it's fun to just do it somewhere else once in a while mm -hmm. like we did it in Ebisu once too really yeah, <laughs> yeah. How, how did you find yeah. a place in Ebis Ebis has got to be so expensive the, well out. no there's a guy who um, friend of a friend who just runs an advertising company and just wanted to, wanted to hold an event and yeah he let us organize it like on the bottom floor of his office building and yeah it was it was cool because it was free it was um you know no you know nobody had to pay anything to get in and the guy gave free drinks to everybody so i mean it, was, it was it was fun that yeah. is so on tokyo yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly everything in tokyo costs something you know mm. Mm. wow man that's that's pretty amazing and and how did you get like associated with uh, golden egg and kabuki cho um 
Because I want to say I think it was so. There was a band that used to often play called Dempa Papa. They used to play at Gamaso, and then later, you know, when we were at Golden Egg. But I think it was the guitarist connection, if I remember correctly. He mm -hmm. he said, "Why don't Why don't we try Golden Egg?" Yeah, because Golden Egg's kind of off the map. Like I don't I don't think I would have known about it otherwise. So, yeah. I, I don't even think they have a website. Yeah, <laughs> they do, but it's uh, yeah. But you yeah. won't notice it. <laughs> Golden Egg is pretty cool. It, I mean, Golden Egg, I mean, when you go in there, it's pretty much like a symbol of, like, subculture. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. they got stuff, like, everywhere. It looks like somebody's attic, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. They got yeah. boxes, they got guitars, they got drums, they got all sorts of, like, toys from, like, the 1970s all over the place. It's really dimly lit. The chairs are a little bit broken, but they work, you know? Mm. It's great, you know? Like, mm. I love that kind of a club. I don't like posh clubs. You yeah. go in and everything's, like, very fancy and nice and stuff. Mm. That's why I love Gamuso so much, because it's got class, you know? Mm. It's got, like, not classic, high class, but it's got cla it's got charm. Yeah, it's yeah. got charm, you know? Mm. So, yeah, and I think Golden Egg definitely has a lot of charm. I like that Golden Egg is, like, down, like, a long staircase. So it feels like you're... Because you go into Kabukicho, you're already in, you know, the supposedly most dangerous part of Tokyo. Supposedly. Know, supposedly. Um, but even from there, you go down this law, you know, you go down an alley, then you go through like a thin doorway and, and walk down like uh, 60 stairs, 60 steps before you get to where we do it. I, I do like that. I like it's going that. into a dungeon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the depths of hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's great, man. I think yeah. I think Golden Egg's uh, definitely a, a step up to Roppongi. Mm. Man, yeah, that's cool. And when you were when you're like you're from the states, when you were there, did you organize like events in like college or high school or something? How did you get the itch to like organize? Because I've been organizing events since uh, I was in college in San Francisco. Mm. I used to do German bass and hip hop events there. I threw a couple of raves, like me and a bunch of friends together did that. Raves, uh, nightclub events, a bunch of underground kind of stuff. And then when I came to Tokyo, I just did the whole DJ thing until I started working at Gamuso and started meeting bands. But, mm. but my stuff is all like, you know, like rock, indie rock, hardcore. I've never done metal, but uh, yeah, just stuff like that. Yeah, no rats or anything. But uh, organizing an event takes a lot of phone calls, a lot of, I mean, bands are fucking tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, DJs were easy. Can you yeah. DJ? Yes or no? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Great. You're on at four o'clock in the morning. Can you DJ? Yes or no? You know, it's like so yeah, yeah. easy to get those guys, right? Yeah. But a band, you know, you ask like the lead singer, or you ask like a member and stuff, and they got to ask four other people or yeah, five yeah. other people, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they got to get permission from their girlfriends or their wives or yeah, sometimes yeah. even their parents yeah. and shit, you yeah. know? And it's just, it takes so much time. And then somebody wants to make more money than everybody else. Or somebody wants to go on before or after somebody because, like, they have a bigger name, supposedly. Mm. And, and it just it's just one thing after another sometimes, you know? Actually, that isn't such an issue. The money and the... Cause, well, because all the performers are volunteers, you know? Because mm -hmm. we just don't make that much money. And, uh, yeah, I've noticed it's not as bad in, in Tokyo with egos, with us wanting to play last or... Like... I don't know. People don't act that way. So I'm really I'm happy. Yeah. I've had a couple of bands that completely busted my balls. In, dude. in, in Japan? Yeah, in Japan. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> I'm not going to drop any names and stuff because they are friends, you know, and I do book them. But I, I'm, most of the bands are great. Most of the bands are great. But I just had a couple of, like, really, like, stressful experiences. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was on vacation, and uh, I remember, like, I was organizing an event, and, like, for a couple of days, it was, like, the most stressful vacation ever. I'm like, I should be having fun! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> No, it is like that, totally. But it's more like what well, you were saying, you ask a band, 
and then they kind of don't get back to you, but you're kind of saving the spot for them, right? And then, uh -huh. you know, they, fin they finally say that they can't do it, and you're like, great, I have, you know, two weeks to get a new band. Mm -hmm. like that. That's a problem. But, eh. what You know, I actually, some, if someone is really like that, I, I don't invite them again, even if mm -hmm. they're great sometimes. I'm just like, well, I don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I don't want to wait two months to get an answer. Uh, yeah, that is a pain in the dick. Mm -hmm. And so did you throw, like, how did you get involved in, like, organizing events? Oh, um, well, I was going to say, when you mentioned university, I lived with a band, and I was never involved in organizing or anything, but I saw mm -hmm. just the fun of doing that, you know? Just yeah. Like, I mean, getting a bunch of bands together and playing. Um, but I organized a book reading once in Cleveland when I came home from Japan, and I, I some writers from... Pittsburgh came and whatever. we got like I don't know eight to ten writers together and we all read in this little bookstore mm -hmm. and um, I remember thinking I mean it was fun and then like we had like a barbecue party afterwards and everything but I remember thinking like all right that was fun but if we're gonna get people together I'd rather do something more fun than just read yeah <laughs> you know so I mean I like like what well, but then I also I just put out my first book so I thought um, I should do some readings and kind of promote myself in Tokyo. But then there's a huge, you know, language barrier. Mm -hmm. So I, I was thinking about, you know, how can I do that and cross, like cross over? That's, that's why I was doing, I thought like, okay, book readings and performance are an advanced. Like if I just do all that kind of stuff together, mm -hmm. then I don't know. I'm so kinda, that's how I got started. That's, that is how I got started. And I've, and I've kind of phased out the literary aspect of it. Kind of. Like, I, I, I don't really read. I used to kind of regularly... Re I probably, uh, the first few years, I probably read it every one. You know, but I always... I, it was always some collaboration with a performance artist. But yeah, I haven't done it in a while. Just because, um, I don't know. I haven't had an idea of what kind of... I You know, take a break a little bit, I guess. Yeah, totally. But, like, uh, at your last event, there was, like, a girl. She was, like, a, she was a dominatrix girl, and she tied up a high school girl, a girl that oh, looked yeah. like she was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> she tied her up in, like, in a bondage kind of way, and then she burnt, like, candle wax all over her legs. Yeah. You could read over that. You yeah, know? yeah, As long yeah. as you don't read, like, Mein Kampf, I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, uh, yeah. Not a bad idea. So. <laughs> Good, man. And so, you were right. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I brought, I brought, I brought you a book. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Oh, get out of here. Squeal for Joy. A novel by David Honingman. Hanningman. Hanningman. Yeah. Oh, dude, this is awesome. So there's a picture of a girl, and she's in a bathtub, and she's, like, covered with uh, maple leaves? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. Awesome. Giant maple leaves. What's the book about? Well, first off, how many books do you have? Two. You've got two books? Two. And what do, what do you write about? It's fiction, of course, right? Well, no, but it's more um, kind of experiment. I, I, I was influenced by Samuel Beckett's novels. Uh-huh. So, you know, they're kind of experimental stuff. I don't think they're widely read, to be honest. <laughs> you are on a show with, like, a lot of people listening to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me about your first book. Oh, uh, the first book was called Burn Your Belongings. Mm -hmm. And actually, that was, I think, about kind of my first few years in Tokyo. But I never, you know, I don't use my style. I don't use any proper nouns. So there's no names in the whole book. Mm -hmm. So you don't, I never actually clearly say that it's a Tokyo book. 
but everybody seemed to to say that you know mm -hmm. even like uh, the Japan Times like they they all kind of connected it to Tokyo and then after you know I, and it used to kind of irk me but then I'm like all right yeah fair enough I mean it, it is about like when I first moved to Tokyo and I think that decision kind of you must have gone through at some point where you kind of decide to stay here right so mm -hmm. the title is burn your belongings but it kind of means like your sense of belonging or mm -hmm. where you you know the place you're from you're from there your whole life you know mm -hmm. and wherever you go you're still from there you know but when you you realize when you make the decision that you're going to live somewhere else long term i think there you know there's some kind of uh wrestling match you go through in your head right so yeah i, I kind of think that, that that's what my book was about but it was kind of about um well, if I stay here, mm -hmm. <laughs> then I could do whatever I want, you know, like kind of, <laughs> you know, uh, which is not exactly how it turned out. But I think it's that's what that book was kind of about, like that um, internal dialogue. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you're kind of like cleansing your palate <laughs> while you're writing it, right? I guess so. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. And how, wait, how long have you been in Japan? Uh, it'll be 19 years in November. 19. So yeah. you came to Japan when Japan was really cool. Uh, 98. 98? Yeah. Yeah, I came here 2001. So when I came mm. here, it was still pretty cool. Now there's Starbucks everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now there's McDonald's and Starbucks and Krispy mm. Kreme donuts. And yeah. Yeah. Now, now all like the, the really underground crazy stuff is kind of gone, except for paint your teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But still that area of, the, you know... Kabukicho, I feel like, will always be. I mean, I would think it's it's becoming. They're cleaning it up a little bit, but it's still, mm -hmm. you know, it's still. I think the only place that's never going to change is probably probably going to be Ikebukuro or Koenji. Mm. I think those places will never change. Mm. Yeah, because Koenji is like a a fortress, right, for mm. subculture, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I got friends, and they come to Japan once or twice a year, and they've been doing that for years. And they'll only stay in Kabuki or Koenji. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't want to live anywhere else. So they always get their Airbnbs in Koenji. And I was just visiting a friend or talked to him on the phone and stuff the other day. And he's kind of pissed off. He's like, oh, man, in Koenji, all the Airbnbs are fucking expensive. I might as well stay in Shibuya. Wow. <laughs> it's like everybody wants to stay in Koenji, you know? Wow. Yep, yep, yep. If I could go back in time, I would have written like like some kind of like a blog where I charge money and just talk about like Japan and Kabuki Joe and Koenji and Golden Guy and stuff. I've been the first one to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's so many websites that talk about those places. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool though. When you come to Japan, you gotta go to those places just because. And they they are they are cool and they will always be cool, but they're not as cool as they used to be. Uh, could be. In my opinion, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm out of the great, out of the game to a degree, you know. I mean, I, I live in Yokohama, mm -hmm. married, two kids, you know. Like, yeah. PYT, paint your teeth, is my, but kind of my lifeline to like my former self and like think, you know, like yeah. it's only uh, four or five times a year, you know. So, um, excellent. How know. can people find paint your teeth? How how can they find it? Yeah, how, how can they find it? Do you have like a uh, website? There, or? There's a Facebook page. Just called PYT. So I kind of I cover my tracks to a degree because mm -hmm. I work for a university and I would prefer <laughs> the kids don't show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mr. H, I yeah. heard you doing shows. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I, <laughs> hey. I, yeah, I try to I try to be kind of discreet about it. The um. So yeah, I kind of have to thread that needle where people who would be looking for it would find it, but also I don't want people who would be 
looking for ammo against my me professionally to find anything. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, that's a little tricky. Uh, you know, people. See, oh, there was a um, a TV show, a European TV show, that I guess is fairly well known in France and Germany that came, um, and it and the guy. It was just a, yeah, it was just one guy, but he, he went around and he went to a lot of the performers' houses and did like extensive interviews with them and like really put a lot of effort into putting this segment together that was on this show in Europe called Art Tracks. And I, I feel like a lot of people saw that. So a lot of people contacted me from, especially France since then. And um, yeah, this year and last year, there was a Paint Your Teeth in France, this spring in Paris. You this did This spring it? and last spring, yeah. You went on tour. Yeah. I didn't go. Like, I, like we, had, oh. we had the infrastructure in place and the artists were going to go. And um, it turned out I couldn't go. And I was just like, well, I mean, I should stop this from happening, you know. So Show yeah. must go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it did. It happened the last, the last two years. So oh, we'll see man. what happens with that. you got to go to the next one. Yeah. yeah. You've got to go to the next one, <laughs> yeah. man. It's a business expense. It's a yeah. tax write-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a show, or actually, I'm having a show on the 25th of this month, and it's the same day that my wife's hometown is having like that Omori festival, mm -hmm. or whatever. Sure. So like all like the people like in the city get together and they put on kimonos, and they do dancing and shit or whatever, and uh, drink um, sake or whatever, and they get completely faded. It's a lot of fun and stuff. Anyway, I guess her mom told, like, a bunch of people that I was going to come. So uh, then my wife told me, like, I had to go, right? Uh, so, yeah, I've got another, I've got an assistant organizer running my show in Shibuya that I won't be at. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess i got to tell the bands, hey, if you're listening, sorry, but the show will go on and everybody will get paid. <laughs> so don't worry about that because <laughs> that's the first thing they ask. We're still getting paid, right? Really? Yeah, you'll get paid. Wow. Yeah, we'll talk about how you do that maybe off off air because yeah, my yeah. my my people are all volunteers. <laughs> really, you don't pay anybody? No, no, because we gotta pay to use the club and uh -huh. you know, a lot of times we uh, you know we don't make any money. So really, which I don't do it to make money. So mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. If we as long as I don't owe the club money, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. But um, dude, yeah. owing the club money is such a pain in the ass, mm. dude. You shouldn't mm. ever own owe the club money if you bring people in. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes there's earthquakes. Yeah. Sometimes it rains. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Shit. I had a friend named Charlie, and uh, this is on episode number I think fifty or fifty three. So if you got want to go back and listen to it, but um, I had a friend named Charlie and stuff. Oh, I had. I still have a friend named Charlie. He's not dead, right? And um, anyway, he did. Uh, he did, and kind of still does, like nightclub events, right? Where he books like like DJs, and he flies DJs in from like overseas to perform and stuff, whatever. And uh, he rented out like Coram Rapongi, uh, Amati Roxy in Shibuya, and he rented out Womb, right? And he rented out Womb, but I think this is like his second or third time renting out Womb. And uh, he threw an event on a Sunday, like a Sunday evening. And uh, he brought on this, he was bringing out this one DJ that's supposed to fly out and stuff. And he had like all these other like really big DJs and stuff that were uh, Japanese DJs. And uh, right before this event was March 11th. Oh. And that was on a Friday, right? Oh. So his event on Sunday was still like the club, the club told him, they're like, listen, we gotta have, we gotta have this show. You know, we're, we're having this show. Your, your performers are going to come. Everything's going to be fine. Don't huh. worry about it. So he's like, all right, cool. And actually, oh my God, that's right. That was my first time live painting. 
So my first time live painting where I showed up and stuff, I had black lights, I'm gonna paint live and stuff. The only people that came were half the DJs. The, uh, the major guy, he bought the ticket, he got the hotel, he got he paid for all that shit, guy didn't come out. Huh. All these major like DJs in Tokyo, they didn't play, they didn't come. Half the DJs didn't show up and stuff, right? And the, there's like maybe, I shit you not, maybe eight people there because after the earthquake, <laughs> everybody just left yeah, town. I remember that weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. everybody just escaped, right? Uh -huh. I stuck around, like a lot of like 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 uh, my close friends stuck around and stuff, but like a, most of the people I knew just took off, right? Even the Japanese or our Japanese friends went back to Osaka, Nikata, Nagoya, whatever. But uh, yeah, it was like a ghost town and I guess he owed the club a shit ton of money. <laughs> Whoa. Like, I mean, thousands upon thousands of dollars. Jeez. Like, he had to sell everything. You oh, know, like, like, all his shit and stuff. And then I loaned him. I loaned him. So, uh, no mercy. The club just doesn't... I don't know. I don't know if they cut him mercy or something, Jeez. but he had to pay, right? I mean, wow. it's a huge club. It's like one of the yeah, biggest clubs in Tokyo. they just take the loss? Or is it, you know... I don't know. I don't know. Business is business. Contracts yeah. are contracts or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so I had to loan him money for that. And wow. actually, you might be interested in this. When I loaned him money and stuff, like he asked for, he asked for like a lot of money, right? And and I had that money, but I mean, it was kind of hard to loan anybody <laughs> that kind of money and stuff. Yeah. So I told him, I was like, Charlie, listen, I'll loan you this money because I know you're in a pinch, right? And I have it, and I, you know, as your friend, I'm gonna loan it to you. But I need something for collateral. I need like a TV or a computer or or something, you know? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, Johnny, everything is gone. Like, I, I, I'm getting rid of everything, you know? Oh, All I have is like my dark art collection. And I'm like, Charlie, what the fuck's a dark art collection? <laughs> he's like, well, I've got a couple of things. I got this Nazi flag from World War II. It's got blood on it and bullet holes. And I've got a John Wayne Gacy painting. And I've got da 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 da. And I'm like, I need collateral, but I'm not sure if I want those things. He's like, that's all I got. I'm like, all right, give me the Gacy painting. Wow. So he gave me a Gacy painting, right? Uh -huh. He brought it over to my house and he had it in this fucking cardboard box, right? Yeah. And he opens it up and stuff, right? And he pulls it out. And I'm a painter, right? So I know canvas. I know I know what happens to colors when they're old and stuff, like paints when they're old. And and he pulls it out and stuff. And it's like a, a canvas board, right? You know, like it's like a board. It's a canvas that's like kind of like uh, glued onto a board, right? Uh -huh. You can buy them at like art stores, whatever. And it's a painting of the clown, Pogo the Clown wow. and stuff. He right. pulls it out and like it's 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 old, it's warped, the edges are all bent and stuff. It looks real. And as soon as he shows it to me, like I get this like my skin crawls. I get oh. this creepy feeling and I'm like, Holy shit, Charlie, it's a fucking John Wayne Gacy painting. And it's signed John Wayne Gacy on it, oh, right? Okay. And I'm just like, Holy shit, um, when can you pay me back? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> get he's this like, thing out of my house. It's like a couple months. So I'm like, holy shit. So I put it back in the cardboard box. I took a photo with it, of course, because yeah. I needed a photo for the story. And um, anyway, fucking, I take a photo with it and shit, put it back in the cardboard box, stick it into my closet, and that's where it stayed until he paid me back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dark art. And the thing is, Charlie's a completely normal person. Yeah, a nice yeah. guy, very friendly, outgoing, nice yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you never suspect him as having like this dark art or dark stuff. How much did he pay for that? I don't know, I could find uh -huh. out. I mean, you know, no, I'm just... No, it's a great question. I didn't ask him. You know, like, when you see something like that, like, also your mind kind of goes blank. You're like, uh, okay, this is evil. Yeah. <laughs> this is cursed. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think my luck changed after having that painting for a while. <laughs> huh. Mm. So, yeah, John Wayne Gacy. No, the stakes are not high for my event. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you yeah. owe the club money, it's like 50 bucks. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. been times, I think, at actually Golden Egg, where I think I probably have owed, owed him money that he's just been like, we're cool. I, I think. Really? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I'm... You don't, you don't have to yeah. like get your kids jobs or anything. No, like no, kids, no, no, no. you got to work at McDonald's. Yeah. You got to work at Mossburger. <laughs> oh, cause it's always like, you know, the beginning of the year, like February or something. Those, mm-hmm. those ones will often, it'll be hard to get people out just after the holidays or whatever. Oh yeah. They, yeah. December is fucking yeah. hopeless. And so I think there's been, um, I recall a PYT like early in the year where just not many people showed up, but it was, you know, it was fun and everything, but I'm like, oh man, I, I probably owe them money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, no, at the end of the night, he's just like, uh, or he said, nothing back. Or something. It was just like, I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not giving you anything. And I'm like, we are all good, too, yeah, sir. Yeah. And I, so who knows? Maybe he's cut me a break. That's cool. Yeah, mm. it's such a bad feeling when you throw an event and nobody shows up, mm. you know? You're just like, mm. oh, man. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I can probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2000 n each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. See, but then, like, like that one I mentioned earlier this year, Rapongi. I was amazed how many people showed up. You know, like I mean, I would say, I get, but a lot of them were. There were like people from. Yeah, I guess somebody put a link on Reddit or something, right? Reddit works. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't do. I don't promote it so much nowadays because mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 uh, I put stuff up on Facebook sometimes. Tokyo Gig Guide. You yeah, know, if I think of it. But, um, yeah, so it's surprising to when, when, like, some of them will just be packed. And I'm like, how did, that, how did this happen? But if you ask people, there's usually a reason. Like, it's usually, oh, I saw it on Reddit or something. So mm-hmm. oh, it's dude, interesting. It's amazing where, like, people find out about events. I use, uh, of course, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Meetup is actually a good one. Oh, really? Meetup is good. I got a Meetup account and stuff. So if you want to use it, the next time you have your event, just, just send it my way and stuff. And I'll post it on my, my Meetup 
I mean, I'm paying for it and I use it like once a month or once every two uh-huh. months and shit. So yeah, I mean, the more people that use it, the better, I guess. It's, you know, it's doing something for the community, yeah. which is good. Uh, also, Tokyo Time Out. Yeah, if you contact them, they'll post on their website. Oh, really? That works too. So yeah, huh. there's a couple of different outlets that you can use. Because there was a time where I was like worried. That, actually, that European TV show I mentioned, um, it was the same night like they were there. And there was a guy from Vice, Vice that was there. And somehow it was ridiculously packed. I don't, I don't know. Like there was a t- there was a time where I I felt like it was becoming too like you know because you know that Golden Egg is just not that big, right? Yeah. And if it's really packed with people, it kind of becomes not fun. Like just even getting to the bathroom could mm-hmm. be. Uh, so I don't know. There was a time where I felt like, and it was specifically that night, I felt like okay, too many people are coming. This is getting out of control. Mm-hmm. You know, like the media is filming everything, and um, <laughs> so I kind of took. We're kinda, selling out. Yeah, well, oh no! Not even that. I was just kind of worried about. Yeah. Where this is all going, and then like you know, I kind of took my foot off the gas, and then like it kind of leveled off again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's um, it's like its own entity, right? That's cool. That's yeah. great. Mm. That's awesome. But if you need help promoting and stuff, I mean, you can use my outlets. I'm All totally right. cool with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm like Mr. Connections or yeah. anything, but <laughs> I know some people who know some people. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the internet. <laughs> hey, have you ever seen our, our short film? Or the movies, like the paint your teeth movies? The videos that you, you post on like well, uh, YouTube? Yeah, I, I subscribe to your YouTube. Okay, have you ever seen the, uh, the one with the... Uh, it's, it's kind of like a John Waters-esque movie. No. The two, the two girls kill their father and blah, 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 blah. Have you ever seen this? Wait a second. I think I might have. I, I think I might have actually. Can I want to grab one? Another beer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah go. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about something. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, give me a beer <laughs> too, please. I would love a beer. And All if right. you want some uh, rum. Okay. Oh. I'll keep that in mind. All right. I have to talk. <laughs> Faders, if you don't know, Gaffey Japan should be sponsored by the Kraken. The Kraken Black Spice Rum, 94 proof. It's got an amazing pitcher, an amazing bottle. It's affordable, and it is fantastic. We should be sponsored by them. And we're back. <laughs> we are sponsored by Gamuso, and we're sponsored by uh, Mitsia Liquors. So we do have three sponsors, actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah. They keep us afloat. They pay for our beers. Mmm. Oh, Orion. Yeah, it's good kind of summer beer, huh? It is a good summer beer. Yeah. It's from uh, Okinawa, right? Okinawa, yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's kind of rare to find the tall boys, but I found the tall boys at your, at your local 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah, my 7-Eleven, they know how to rock it. Look, it even has 7-Eleven on the can. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Wouldn't it suck if they sold this at Family Mart? Yeah, yeah, Family yeah. Mart's like, oh, man. Yeah. They put 7-Eleven on their can? That's bullshit. Yeah, so I guess we know <laughs> if we if we need these. Mm. You know, it's a really good beer. It's got a really nice flavor. I mean, some lagers are kind of light, and some lagers are kind of heavy. Mm. This one is just right. Yeah, I, I associate it with summer, you know? So, I mean, it's whatever, August... Yeah, it's a great Eighth or whatever today is, you know? It's, it's a day. hot day. Yeah, it's a hot day. It's a hot day. Mm. Holy shit, dude. I can't even turn this air conditioning off, dude. Usually, mm. like, I turn the air conditioning off when I do the show just because, you know, got, you got that background noise and stuff. But, like, if I turn the air conditioning off in, like, three minutes, we're sweating. Mm. No, I've got, 
I've got these big windows here, big windows there. I've got a little window there and stuff. And basically, these windows turn this whole apartment into like a microwave. Mm. It's just basically like, you're cooking. I mean, do you have the problem that I have? I wake up in the morning and like, we have the air conditioning on in the bedroom, but we have a timer, right? So uh-huh. we go to bed and then it, it automatically turns off in like an hour, right? Yeah, yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm having dreams that I'm swimming. Yeah, yeah. And I wake up and I'm like, I'm like fucking Slimer from Ghostbusters yeah, or yeah. fucking Bill Murray. I'm just covered with like this grease and shit. I'm like, what are you doing to me? Yeah, and my yeah, wife's yeah. like, wake up, you're just sweating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waking up in like a pile of sweat. No, I do that. I have to change shirts in the middle of the night. Mm. <laughs> oh man, it's so nasty. You know, Tokyo, all these tourists are coming out like right now and stuff. And, and that's great. I love the tourists. I've met a lot of friends and stuff, you know, people coming out. And the thing is, they're all coming out in the summer. Yeah. Everybody's coming out in the summer. And the yeah. summer is great. It's a great time to come to Tokyo. But spring and fall yeah. is the shit. The weather's perfect. You can go yeah. out at night, during the day. It's, it's so comfortable, you yeah. know. Yeah. Right now, it's just, it's just nuclear, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> oh man alright back to paint your teeth so what's yeah. the future of paint your teeth what do you want to do next are the you looking future. Oh, yeah, are you looking um, for like a bigger event or bigger nah, venue or? I don't know at the moment no yeah I don't know number 39 is September 2nd number 40 is November 25th mm-hmm are you yeah, gonna do anything different know. for these, or do you have any like 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 extreme event or extreme performances? I gotta know if you get the extreme ones. So I mean, I know how to show oh. up early or whatnot. Oh, I love that shit, dude. I see that shit, and and basically every time I see that, like the next day I'm on like, podcasting, I'm like, Vader's, I just went to paint your teeth, and it was <laughs> so fucked. Oh, what was that? so the one the one you especially like last um, time was the. Uh... Girl melting the wax on the other girl? Is that, is that what you're talking about? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was great. No, but I love the band Denzo or Dozo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, they were a big hit. They were they yeah. were amazing. Because like, yeah. all of a sudden, it's like these three guys just wearing all black, kind of hanging out in the back, right? Just, just mm. kind of looking kind of bored, looking yeah, around yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. I thought they were gangsters, yeah, yeah. you know? I was, like, I was like, okay, we got protection here. All of a sudden, they disappear, and all of a sudden, these, they, they come back, and I know it's them, because, you know, you got, like, two tall ones, and then a short one, right? So yeah. I'm like, oh, it's these guys, but they come back in, like, their, their suits, and their helmets, and yeah. stuff, you know, they got the, 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 these electronic tubes, and Christmas lights all over them, and mm. I'm just like, holy shit, and they pull out these, these futuristic guitars and stuff, right? And I'm just mm. like, this is great, you know? Mm. Then in the back of my head, I'm thinking... The music's gonna suck. <laughs> and then the music actually was pretty cool. They yeah, really yeah. fucking rocked it, you yeah. know? It was like the Misfits, but not the rock and roll band Misfits. It's like Jem and the Holograms Misfits from the cartoon. They're all dancing around and shooting lasers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. like this flash performance. Yeah. It was it was phenomenal. And I was there with like uh was it three friends? Three four other friends. And like like we're just like looking at each other like dude, this is happening. <laughs> this is really yeah. happening. And I really love that, you know, because I mean when you come to Tokyo for the first time, everything's an experience. Mm. Everything is great. Getting sushi is great. Wow. Kabukicho is great. Tokyo Tower is great. Going to the beach is great. You know, mm. going to Harajuku is great. But after you live here for like four years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, getting kind of like a, a buzz like that is, it's not as common, you know? Mm. So, so when you go to a show and you see some good bands, yeah, you have a good night. You know, you go to a club, you see a great DJ. That's, that's great and stuff. But when you see something that kind of like 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 kicks you in the balls out of your element and shit, mm. where you're just like, what the fuck, you know? 
it's that's great you know i love for that to happen so that's the cool thing about your events that i really love it's just like when i go there i know i'm going to see some quality experiences or performances and i know i'm going to have an amazing experience and the thing is it's like it's 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 great to have something that's out of your element even when you see like the, the weird sexy stuff like girls being burnt with like candles and stuff and you're just like whoa but that's that's a cool experience you know that's that's something that you just don't see every day you don't go to every day that's like another cool thing that about your events is that they aren't every week or they aren't every month mm. you know you got to kind of wait for them and all of a sudden like you know you check on facebook and paint your teeth is next week and you're like oh shit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is yeah. you know so that's why I like the yeah, events. Yeah, thanks, thanks for saying that. Yeah. yeah, no, it's great. And I think that's like why my friends like the events too, you know? I mean, I always I always try to go and I always try to bring as many friends as I can, you know? Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great experience. And so thank you very much for that. I think like too what you mentioned about, so there's no dressing room at Golden Egg, right? So you kind of see, you'll see the guys who become zo- uh, Dozu like five minutes later, you see them just hanging out, right? So it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of, um, it's almost, it almost feels like the whole place is a backstage, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you see, like, girls sitting at the table, like, putting the makeup on, and, like, people getting dressed and getting ready to perform. Like, it has this, um, it has this, like, there's kind of the wall between the performers and the attendees is kind of gone, right? Because yeah. there literally isn't one, because we don't have a, have a dressing room. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of like it, and you see, like, everybody kind of interacting with each other, and, you know. Yeah, it's cool. It kind of like makes you part of the performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you're yeah. like you're you're not only like a participant, or you're not only like in the audience, you're a participant. Mm. God, I'm hungover. My words are all <sighs> juxtaposed today. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Hair of the dog. You're supposed to work for me. Come on. It's good. Um, mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that vibe. I like that vibe. No, it's a great vibe. It's fantastic. My mm. my events don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's just like a bunch of rockers and stuff. They just get on stage. We're splash mouth. One, two, three, four. Uh. <laughs> you know, but uh, wh- all right. Now I got a good question. Is there or has there ever been a performance or an artist uh-huh. that was too extreme for you, where you're oh. just like like you see them on YouTube or maybe MySpace or whatever, and you're just like, I can't book these assholes. I can't book the, uh... There's no way I'll get away with this one. I, I I don't know if I've seen that, but I mean I think there there could be. Like the guy you mentioned earlier with um, that involved the rats and whatnot. Yeah, he hasn't been around in a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, you know, so I, there's been people that I've thought, I think I've had enough of what this guy has to show me. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, yeah. So, I mean, just extreme in and of itself for its own purpose is not. I, I felt like when I was first starting out, like especially those shows you mentioned were the first few years. Mm-hmm. Um. I had more of a drive to really, really find that, you know, but now it doesn't feel quite, you know, it's, it's, it's not quite a priority to me at the moment, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, no, it does. Okay, like the, um, what you mentioned, okay, the girl with the wax, her name is uh, Nagi Rinrin, mm-hmm. okay, so I mean, yeah, that, that could seem extreme, but compared to what you're talking about with, with people chopping up rats or whatever, I mean, that's a completely different level right mm-hmm. so um hmm yeah i haven't seen any penetration in a long time at your <laughs> events <laughs> yeah 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 so it's I been a while yeah like i, I don't i don't want to make it sound like it's it's you know toned down in a bad way but you know i think it's possible to tone down in a, in a good way mm-hmm. you know what i mean so some 
some of that more extreme stuff has been phased out. Mm-hmm. So, will you ever bring it back? Like, I mean, if you see, of course, like if you see something that's like absolutely amazing, like some guy's gonna, well, fuck, I can't even think of something more extreme than what I've seen at your events. But like, if something is like really like mind blowing, would you put that on the show? Um, I guess I guess I'd have to, you know, it would have to be consider. I'd have to consider who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Like. I've never looked at something for the first time and felt, no, that's too extreme. I, I, I haven't felt that way. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Would you ever book, like, a really famous person? Like, let's just say Danzig's on vacation with his family, and Danzig's like, Dave, I want to be on your show. <laughs> yeah. I want to perform. But I want to yeah. perform at 11.30 to 11.35. Yeah. I'm going to read a poem. Yeah. And then I'm going to dance. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be very welcome. Yeah. And you have to pay me $10,000 in cash. Well, that, that wouldn't happen, but, uh, yeah. Come on, Danzig. Yeah, yeah. Cut him a break. Yeah. I'll buy him a beer, maybe. <laughs> Will it be a golden beer? <laughs> Must be made of gold. <laughs> no schlager. <laughs> Danzig, it's not all about money. <laughs> is that is, is that what people think about him? Is he? Uh, have you read Have you read the book the, no. the the biography of the Misfits? No, no. I've I read a you know I've read some about them, but never the actual book. Oh man, I I had fat. You know Fat Mike. Yeah. From yeah. the he was on the show about mm-hmm. uh, four months ago. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, yeah, like we had a conversation about the Misfits and stuff, and uh, we both read the book, the the biography of the Misfits. And, like, we both agreed that, like, it started off great when the band was getting together and they're performing, but at the end it just kind of wound up all being about money and lawsuits. Uh. And it's just like, oh, it's so depressing, page after page after page. Just like, you know, like, the two brothers trying to get Danzig to play and stuff, and Danzig doesn't want to, and he wants to sue them, and then they're countersuing some other guy or something, and you're just like, oh, no. Wow. (laughs) Rock and roll isn't so rock and roll. Mm. But, uh... Yeah, I guess right now they're together and they're touring and stuff. So I, maybe I guess maybe the Misfits had like kind of like a rocky, rocky middle part of their career, mm-hmm. and now they're back together. And maybe it is a happy ending. Hopefully it is because I mean, yeah. God damn it, dude, twenty eyes in your head. Yeah, yeah, um, walk among us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mommy, can I go out and kill yeah, tonight? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. man, I mean, those are like the anthems to like my high stuff. school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus, man, do you know how many people have misfit tattoos? Mm. A lot. And that means something. So I'm glad that the band's back together. But I, I guess for a while it's all about money. I wonder if they would come to Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. You know, who knows? <laughs> I mean, if it's all about money, they should come here. <laughs> yeah, right? There's a lot of money to be made in Tokyo. Mm. Yeah. But I I guess I'm not... And I don't want to compare it to Gene Simmons or anything. I guess Gene Simmons is all about the money. But, oh. uh, yeah. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan... If you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, 
they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Unfortunately, that's that's kind of a bummer too. <laughs> I think that guy. I think Kiss has always been fairly upfront about their lack of integrity, though. You know, that's, mm-hmm. you, you, don't you think? I never thought of it like that. I just, you know, I just thought Kiss was Kiss, and then yeah. you know, I mean, I I never thought too deeply about Kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Alice yeah. Cooper, on the other hand, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know everything about Cooper. Oh really? Oh, dude, I love Alice Cooper. Oh. The man can do no wrong. <laughs> Even when he does... Eh, Even his incessant golfing? <laughs> his golfing, or he's a Democrat. No, he's a Republican, oh, that's right. He? Yeah, he's a strong Republican. I let that stuff slide. Ugh. You gotta you gotta let Cooper slide, you know? Yeah, the guy does love golf. And so he quit drinking. Because he loves golfing so much? No, 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 no. Like, um, he, he was a heavy alcoholic, right? And then mm-hmm. he got into drugs, right? And then he needed, like, he wanted to quit both of those, but he needed advice. He needed something he could do. So uh, he would go on and he'd play golf. And when he's playing golf and stuff, when you're on a golf course, you can't run to a liquor store. You know, when you're there, you're there, like, for, like, half the day and stuff. So he'd mm. get his mind off drinking, and there's, like, no booze around and stuff. So he'd just mm. be there, and, and he just kind of, like, got off booze by playing golf, you know? Okay, but, see, he seems to have more of a code than most rock stars, right? Yeah. Like I, he, he's said it a, a few times that he's never cheated on his wife, which is amazing considering... Because, I, I mean, do you know, that he's been married to the same woman for whatever, 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. being a rock star the entire time and has never cheated on her. Or so he says. Yeah, same with uh, Dee Snyder from uh, Twisted Sister. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he met his girlfriend, or his wife, now when uh, she was 15 years old at one of his shows. Yeah. And then I guess a little bit after that, hopefully three years after yeah, that, yeah. they got married. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's been and with they've her. They've been together since, all this time. Yeah, I just saw a documentary, and I, I fucking love music. So yeah. I saw uh, this documentary called "We Are." I think it's "We Are Motherfucking Twisted I, Sister." I watched that. Yeah. You watched that? Yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I yeah. swear to God, that that documentary is like what two, three hours long. Yeah, and yeah. then once it starts getting really good, yeah, it was. Then it ends. You're like, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but they just got signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is funny. It was so. It was more just about the the build up to it. It, yeah. it should be called We Are Motherfucking Twisted Sister Part 1. Mm. Right? Mm. They gotta have a part 2. Mm. That documentary is that, that's actually a fantastic documentary because everybody knows Twisted Sister's Part 2, right? They all know, like, fucking, like, we're not mm. gonna take it. Mm. They know that, that commercial stuff. But nobody knew, myself included, about, like, how hard they worked, how long they worked, mm. all all the the obstacles they had to go through as like a, like a, a a garage not in a garage band but like I mean kind of like a a cover band and mm. like like Long Island you know mm. and in the whole Long Island scene you know the Long Island Queen scene and stuff I mean pff, I didn't know about that you know I'm from yeah. the Midwest you know yeah we had our own scene in the nineties in uh, Detroit. Oh, dude, Michigan, <laughs> back in the day, like in the 90s, Michigan had the best punk rock and ska scene. Yeah. There's a band, or there's like a punk rock ska band, God, I wish they were still together, they're called Nadsat Nation, mm, and cool. how they would like promote their like band and stuff, like mm. the night that they, the day before they performed, they, they their, their people would go out and they'd spray paint Nadsat Nation on houses wow. around where the club was going to, around the club where they were going to perform and stuff, wow. right? 
And then they're like kind of infamous for that. So like basically like, you know, I used to work at this uh, restaurant, you know? So I'm washing dishes and stuff. And then like the drummer, he worked there too. And he's like, hey man, there's so many houses pre-painted. Really? And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, it's going to be a great show. So band members would do it? Or just fans would do it? I don't think the band members, well... I, I, I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe <laughs> yeah, the ones no, that started. But yeah, people would spray paint Nats at Nation shit on mm. houses. Mm. But yeah, there's like a huge... There's a punk... There's a noise punk band called Scheme where they made their own instruments and shit. And these guys were like... They like dress down naked and shit and then get dressed and shit on stage, whatever. They just do the weirdest shit. They never shower. Everybody had dreadlocks, <laughs> not because they wanted them, just because they didn't wash their hair and shit. It was almost like a homeless band and stuff. Yeah, Scheme was great. Nats at Nation was great. Fuck, man, if I could think of a couple of other I remember, bands. Um, Demolition Doll Rods. Wasn't that a... Did, does that name ring a bell to you? I just remember... Mm-hmm. I could have butchered their name. I don't know. They just come to play in Cleveland, but they were from Detroit. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had a Detroit vibe to it. Like, a, you know, it almost sounds like these guys you're talking about. Yeah? I think they would play almost naked. Yeah. Yeah, the scheme was crazy, man. It was just... It was all noise. I mean, Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti, Dearborn... Fucking, of course, the city, there's like so many great bands and shit that came out of there, man. Mm. It was really fantastic back then. I don't know about now. Now it's probably all that kind of like boy band kind of stuff. <laughs> I think that's like where the music scene is right now, kind of. Mm. I don't know of any great bands other than like indie bands and like underground bands right now that are great. I just assume that that just always goes on. Like there's always something cool happening. I mean, especially in Detroit, I would think. We just can't find it. <laughs> oh, God. There's like a fader that uh, sent me this one band. Um, he sent me a CD and stuff. It's called the... The Live Fives, oh shit, it's like this punk rock band from, uh, not Minneapolis, I think it's Wisconsin, let me check it out, I gotta give you the CD, I already made a copy of it and shit, but it's fucking fantastic, of course I'm not by the mic. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention, since we're actually talking about Twisted Sister? Fiego, Size Fives, this band is fucking great, it's their demos, like two songs on here and shit. It is fucking great, it's like the best punk rock I've heard in a long time. Wow. And I listen to a lot of punk rock. Size Fives. Yeah, they're great. They're still around. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can have that, dude. You gave me a book, I'm giving you a CD. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've, I've already got it on my computer and shit. It's fucking awesome. great. I've heard both of those tracks numerous cool. times. very, like, old school artwork. Yeah, dude. Even though it's just uh, 2016. Nice. Arigato. Doi <laughs> Oh, no, but I wanted to mention when you were talking about Twisted Sister. So that movie that I mentioned earlier, when the... The first PYT movie when the girls kill their dad, right? Tell me about so, that. So oh, that, so that actually, um, in a weird way, was a tribute to um, Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it. You know, like the uh, the father busting in the room and what. But it, I, mm-hmm. I thought if you just took that simple concept of this, you know, just overbearing parent who wouldn't allow their child to do anything and made it in like kind of this hyper modern Tokyo, you know what would happen, you know? And, uh, yeah, that was, like, the launching point for that movie was, uh, yeah, Twisted Sister. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Which is funny. It's just funny that you mentioned it. What, what influence did you have in the, the movie? Did you write the script? Did you direct it? <clears throat> Me and uh, Alex Pae, who actually lives in Okinawa now, we wrote it together. He, he directed it. And um, I think we wrote it together just in a couple hours. You know, like, just... Mm-hmm. And, but then he wrote up all these storyboards and everything. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know how to do that. But he's a filmmaker, and um, we just filmed it in mostly one day. 
Yeah, and it was yeah, it was exhausting. And but uh, a one day yeah. John Waters shoot that is yeah, so yeah. John Waters. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Keep like, the camera going. Yeah, like the beginning scenes were in a in his apartment. Then we had to film a bunch outside, but um, it was really funny because it was um, at one point we were at a park, but at one point school let out, so there were all these like little kids around. We, <laughs> I think this is illegal. <laughs> and we we had to film this scene where this. You know, dominatrix woman. It's actually this uh, actress was um, whipping this alien, right? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> this, and um, so we were trying to film that scene, and then like all these little kids started coming around, and we had to um, chase them off. Like, there's nothing going on here, nothing to see here. <laughs> and like the kids all went back to the playground, and then as soon as we thought they were far enough away, like she just started whipping the alien again, and like the kids could hear it. And, like, the cameras are rolling and everything. And I just remember I watching the kids, and they're all like, as soon as they hear like the whip cracking, they all like you know drop what they're doing, and, and like like <laughs> an army of kids comes running toward us, and we have to like film these scenes. Before I mean, I felt like we could have got arrested because I mean she was um, she was wearing like an S and M uniform, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I could see where you know. Things could go wrong. Yeah, it could be taken <laughs> the wrong way. Yeah, so the cops might actually use the gun this time. They're like yeah. aliens. <laughs> Fucking, I knew it. I've been watching YouTube videos for years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah finally but, I got one. But I really, um, that movie for me is really one of like the most concrete. Like, like if I had to um, make like one statement about what paint your teeth is, mm-hmm. you know, like if you. I mean, if, if, if somehow you, you had no idea what it was and you just said, is there a way you can concisely portray it to me in 20 minutes, I would show you that movie. You're like, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad kids being bad, good kids being good, mm. and an alien dies. Yeah. Oh, that's great, man. I, I'm going to post that video on Facebook on the Got Fitted Japan page. That's cool? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine, yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, the, the we'll see. It's unlisted at the moment. It actually, actually, that listed. Well, you know, because, um, yeah, like, like I, I alluded to before, I get worried about people. But no, l- l- let's do it. I think we should give it some life. Are you in it? A little bit. I didn't want to be, but the director insisted I should be in it. Yeah, so there's, there's a scene where I'm just reading. It's kind of like a road movie, right? Mm-hmm. So the girls are kind of running away, and there's a scene where I'm just reading from my book. Um, to be yeah, honest, which, that was kind of weird, but I mean, it was, your students probably will recognize you. You're just some yeah, white yeah. dude reading a book, and yeah, yeah, a yeah, bench, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, seriously, yeah. I mean, dude, I've been confused with people. I've confused people out here and stuff, you know, I mean, yeah. But that movie got a lot of, happens. got attention from Bizarre Magazine, which was a UK magazine. No Yeah, way. yeah they were way into it. They, they posted it on their website and it got 25,000 hits. And they put us on the cover, not not the main cover, but the little, you know, like... Preview, like a blurb? Yeah, you know, like, just the... It's the cover of the magazine, but it's, like, just a little corner of the actual cover. Yeah, like a little blurb, yeah. yeah. The, twice, they put Paint Your Teeth on the cover. And you unlisted yeah. the video? Yeah. Are you insane? Well, I didn't, well, well, first the director took it down, right? The director took it down, so I had to somehow... We're not get, selling out! Yeah, yeah, I... I, My I integrity! Actually, <laughs> I gotta keep the integrity we're not selling out! Yeah, I actually don't know why. I don't I, I don't know why, but then um, somehow I got the footage from him and put it back up. Yeah. But it, it you know it, it never it didn't. What it was a shame because we threw it it they kind of had some momentum that just kind of disappeared, mm-hmm. you know ultimately. But uh, but then we did make a part two, and um, 
that wasn't that didn't get as much attention. But very soon, part three is coming out with a different director, a new a new director, and I don't think it's related to the the. But I I'm looking forward to that. I really love the the movie. There's been like those two two short films and two documentaries about paint your teeth, like and the what I mentioned before that European TV show. So I really like I'm. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't know if you've seen the, the documentary. There's one oh, you wouldn't no. have seen. The hour-long documentary, because we've never put it up. Put it up. Officially. Put it up today. <laughs> put it up right goddamn now. <laughs> I've got a computer with internet yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, yeah. But there was a 12-minute like documentary that mm-hmm. seemed to do pretty well. And actually, it has that um, the footage... What I was talking about earlier, the girls with the eggs and the raw meats and the fight. And everything, that, that, mm-hmm. That's the last, like, two, three minutes of the movie. It just shows that. It shows the fight. So, yeah. I enjoy working with filmmakers. So, but, And then there was kind of a while where we weren't doing that. But then there's kind of a... That's happening again. So, so mm-hmm. I'm happy about that. That is, that is mm. so inspirational, man. You're like an onion, you know? I bring you over here and stuff to the studio, the guy fitted Japan studio, to, to talk about <laughs> painting your teeth, and then to find out you're a writer, and to find out you're like directing short films and documentaries and stuff. Oh, I, mean, I don't direct them. You don't direct them? Do you <laughs> no. write them? Uh, well, uh, kind of the first two parts of the, yeah, the paint your teeth. But, you know, when you see what they are, I mean, it's not war and peace. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. No, I mean, they're based on Twisted Sister videos. So. No, that's great. No, the Twisted Sister is fantastic. And the mm-hmm. videos are iconic. But, yeah. um, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. And speaking of John Waters, I, dude, yeah. I've, I'm a fan of John Waters. The only one I didn't like was Crybaby. You know? Oh, yeah, like, I don't remember that. Which, this the one with Johnny Depp and stuff. And mm-hmm. He's like, kind of like a greaser that cries. I thought it was a little bit kind of like too much in-your-face greaser lifestyle kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I think the only real good greaser movie is The Outsiders. Mm. You know? I mean, that that's like... When I was a kid, when I saw that, I was like... Okay, I'm molded. Mm. <laughs> I'm on a road now. Mm. But, um, yeah, yeah, I didn't like that one. I love Pink Flamingo. Pink Flamingo is <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Pink, I mean, dude, we could, we could talk for hours about Pink Flamingo. And I saw that I saw that one later in the game and shit. I saw that one in, like, 95 when I was in college in San mm. Francisco. I had a friend that lived near, like, this underground, like, uh, like, I had all sorts of friends that did some freaky shit in Frisco. Even for Frisco, it was some weird shit, right? And I had this friend that lived near this underground, like, uh, video rental. Because, like, back then, it was before DVD. So it was, like, the late 90s and shit. Mm. Everybody was still running VHS tapes, right? Uh-huh. And she lived near this uh, underground uh, VHS rental place, right? Huh. And so, anyway, she's like, she's like, hey, want to get some movies over this place? And I'm like, sure. And so we went there and stuff. And she got this one. She goes, have you ever seen Pink Flamingo? Uh. And I'm like... No, she's like, you're going to love the booty hole dance. And I'm like, what the fuck, you know? So fucking, like, we watched that, and I was just like, whoa, that movie was a fucking trip. And then fucking, like, later on and stuff, I started researching, you know, once the internet was bigger and stuff, I started researching about John Waters just because I thought he was kind of a fascinating person. Mm. And do you know that one scene when Divine is walking down the street in the hood, and then all the people that are, like, like, like on the street are just turning around looking at her walk by saying, what the fuck? <laughs> That was actually a real scene. Wow. They went to like the worst part of like, uh, where, where was it? Was it Baltimore? Was it ba- oh, fuck, Baltimore? Oh, Baltimore! Holy yeah. shit! They went to the worst part of all Baltimore. Had Divine, who's like like a four hundred pound transvestite yeah, yeah, yeah. or uh, queen, 
she gets out of the car and stuff, and, and they drive down the street really slowly, like, like not videotaping, uh, filming her as she's walking down just to get the expressions of all the people. The best scene in, like, film history is that right there because all the expressions of people just being, like, freaked out by this huge, huge transvestite is just, like, phenomenal. It's Dang. great. And it's all gritty and stuff. Ah, oh, dude, it's great. What a great movie. Really, yeah, and just impressed by people like John Waters and David Lynch. Yeah, oh, David and Lynch. Like maybe yeah. I would also put Frank Zappa in that category. Like Frank Zappa made movies? No, 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 no. But I no, no, no. I just meant people, artists who basically do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. But like somehow end up in this like totally revered position within the establishment. Yeah. I think that's, I think, <laughs> I mean, the guy who made movies like John Waters, it's hard to believe that he would ever, any day, like, be on, you know. CNN, uh, being interviewed. CNN, or, you know, lecturing <laughs> at universities and, like, all the, like, the things he does. I mean, even being on Letterman or so. I mean, he seemed like just so, such an outside, and it would, David Lynch, too, you know, like, the mm -hmm. fact that he, you know, seemed to never compromise and just basically brought society to him, I think is. Mm -hmm. yeah. His, yeah, his early work is really, mm. really weird. Uh, Eraserhead is iconic. And I think most people know Eraserhead, but they haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. You know, have you seen Eraserhead? Of yeah, course yeah, you yeah. have, right? Yeah, hey. but I'm not an authority on it, but yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, that movie is twisted. Like, when you're watching it, the first couple of minutes, it's just like, oh. <laughs> it's all black and stuff. And you're yeah, like, yeah. what am I? What am I doing? What, what, did I get, what did I get myself into? You know. Yeah. And you're watching it, and then and then you go to the money shot and stuff, and it's like the dream, you know. And they're at the table, and all that. It's like kind of like a, a machine thing. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, that that that's a very very deep film for that to become popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the subculture, yeah, like for him to basically become a powerful person in Hollywood is weird. Like how 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 did you do that? You know. I don't know. And, I, and not many people can pull it off. I would say, like, yeah, like David Lynch, John Waters. I mean, of course, the guys, John Waters especially, mellows after a while. But, I mm -hmm. mean, still, to, to begin from where he began, making the weird movies he began, mm -hmm. and to become this revered, iconic thing. Like, my, he's more than just a filmmaker. Like, I mean, like, writing books and everything. You know, like, I mean, he's just, people view him as, like, a cultural authority. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and in his early movies, like Divine is eating dog shit. You know, like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> not many people can thread that needle in like, like, like. Okay, you wouldn't see that movie, and oh, this guy I can't wait to see what this guy's got to say for the next forty years or whatever. But somehow mm -hmm. he did it, right? Yeah, totally. Mm. I, I think you could probably put like, I mean, the 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 South Park guys into there too, like mm. Trey Parker and stuff. You know, because I mean, they're pretty much in the same boat, you know? I mean, South Park has changed, like, American culture, you know? Mm. I mean, in a weird way, the, 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 the TV show speaks the truth about our society and it just kind of throws it in your face, you know? It's like, hey, this is some fucked up shit and we're making jokes about it, but mm. here, if you didn't know that it's fucked up, watch our show, you know? And you mm. watch, like, a show and stuff, like the stuff about the Mormons or Scientology and mm. stuff or, or uh, Tom Cruise being in the closet. You know, all that stuff is just hilarious, you know? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, and I guess honest. that's what I mean. Like honest. To, to, to be that out there, but have um, the ability to sustain... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, maintainability or staying power. 
Staying power. Staying power. Yes, staying yeah. power. Yes. Yeah. To just be an out there artist, but have a staying power. And to be creative for that long is pretty mm. tough. I mean, even Andy mm. Warhol. Andy Warhol was like really, really popular in the 60s, right? Mm -hmm. But in the 70s, yeah, he was still really popular, but he kind of faded out a little bit. And he started working with other artists in the 80s just because like, he was just like, I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm done. I've got a magazine. I'm, I'm, I'm doing portraits of famous people, but that's about it. Uh, i got to do something. You know, so I mean, it, it's hard to be creative for like your, your a lifetime, I guess. Mm. I think David Lynch could pull it off. Because mm. David Lynch, I mean, that guy's got a lot of, just like you, he's got a lot of different outlets, you know. He does, I'm not sure if he still does, uh, he was doing what, Facebook, not Facebook videos, but uh, YouTube videos or something where he's just talking about the weather or some shit. <laughs> something weird like that. He was doing yeah. that a couple of years ago, but I mean... I mean, Twin Peaks is coming back. He's directing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I guess Twin Peaks is supposed to be just as good as the original Twin Peaks. Mm, I've heard good stuff about it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, neither have I. I, I, want I mean, I'm going to wait till like everything's finished and then I'm mm. going to watch it. Same thing mm. with Game of Thrones, you know? Mm. I can't watch week by week by week and just wait for the next episode. You know, it's like I'm starving by Wednesday, you yeah, know? Yeah, I know that feeling. Oh, God. It's, it's horrible. The last season of Game of Thrones, dude. Or fucking Walking Dead. Oh, Jesus. Hey, I, I want to see season seven, right? Have you watched that yet? Wait, is it the new one? Walking Dead, yeah. So, I, so the last one I saw, I think, is the end of season six, where it appears that one of the characters is killed, but we don't know who. Oh, no, 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 no. That one's finished. That season's finished. Okay, okay. Well, I'm not going to... No spoilers. I'm not going right, to tell you anything. I've only watched six, I think, but I don't know how to watch seven. Oh, you got to watch seven. It's on Hulu. It's on Netflix. I'm sure you can download it. Huh. Torn and stuff. Yeah, you got to watch that season. That season's epic. And the new season's coming out, I think, in September, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't wait for that one. So, yeah, you've got... You've, i got to get caught up. you you got to get caught up. Walking Dead's amazing. Did you ever read the comics? No. I read the comics first. Wait, did I? I'm not sure if I read the comics first or if I saw the show first. I, I don't know which one came first. I don't know which came first, the mm. egg or the chicken. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the, the comics. I, I read one all the way up to about 110, and then I just stopped right there. And yeah, right now, like the, I think the TV show is bypassed where I stopped, where I left off on the comics. But it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm a fan of that show. Too. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, just the title, The Walking Dead. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, yeah. say no to that. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, yeah, these two books. How can people get your books? Amazon. Amazon? Yeah. Okay, cool. Could you say the name of your books again? Uh, Burn Your Belongings is the first one. Mm -hmm. And Squeal for Joy is the second one. Awesome. Dude, I, haven't, really looking I haven't done much to promote this one at all, which is, yeah, promoting it's a whole, like, because it, it took a few years for it to come out, right? Mm -hmm. and then, it's not easy writing a book. Yeah, and then like yeah, it's hard to put yourself in the mind frame to promote it if if okay if you don't have I mean at the time I just didn't have a lot of I think when my first one came out I was really gung ho about promoting it I think it made mm -hmm. a difference you know like I think but like like it uh, just because uh, there's part of me that thinks all right doing just interviews for literary websites or whatever like does it does that even matter. <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> and it actually, I think it does. I think it really does. I think it does. <laughs> and I think people do read them and you do get some attention, right? But somehow this time around, I haven't exactly done that, even though I've been telling myself, I'm going to, I'm going to start, you know. When did you finish this book? 
Uh, I don't know. Let's say four years ago, maybe. Four years ago? Maybe. So it's still relatively new. I mean, yeah, be... and it, it. I think it just came out 2015, maybe. Because because it was stuck in limbo for a while. 2015. Yeah, it was stuck in limbo for a while with a, a publisher that just got it got a. Well, I gotta say, like, yeah. I mean, you can judge a book by a cover because this cover is absolutely gripping. Mm. You know, so I mean, yeah. if, if I'm at a bookstore, I mean, if bookstores still existed, and if I was <laughs> yeah, at yeah, one, yeah. and I'm looking around for a book, you know, I'd definitely pick this one up. Yeah, this, um, the photographer is Kaori Imbe. Yeah, this, that's another good shot here, too. It's... All right, awesome. Can you describe this picture of the inside cover? Yeah. So that's that's also the actress who was the evil stepmother in that movie I was talking about. She's the, gorgeous. The first um, PYT movie. I don't know. She's kneeling on the floor, biting into a cabbage. <laughs> oh, that's a cabbage? Yeah, I think so. I thought that was a brain. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, it's a cabbage. <laughs> okay, great. I thought she was peeling apart a, ca a brain with her no, teeth. That's, that's, that's even better. And I was like, that should be the cover. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look at it closely, it's a cabbage. Yeah, I caught it now. <clears throat> hmm. Awesome. All right, Dave. Well, thank you very much for being on the show, man. Is, um, is there anything else you want to promote or anything else you want to, like, uh, boost? Uh, I don't know. Uh, September 2nd is the next Paint Your Teeth. September 2nd, Faders. Be there. I'll yeah. be there. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'm going to actually just probably later today I'll start. Um, I'll put up the uh, invite online. Cool. Uh, with the info for who's performing. And there's one more later in the year, November 25th. November 25th. Yeah. I'll be in town. Awesome. Yeah. But I think that movie, that movie should be out fairly soon. I, I, I just know that the, um, the, the last day of filming was, I think, this past weekend. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if it's going to be up on... Uh, well, it'll be up online, I hope. But we might do some kind of film event this year where we show all the P all the PYT movies, like rent out some kind of movie theater and show all. I think it'd be cool to show movies and like have bands play in between movies. I, like I want to do something like that. That'd be great. Yeah. Maybe Shimokita or you know an Asagaya. There's I think there's a there place in yeah Shimokitazawa that that um, they're thinking about. Oh yeah, really? So, yeah yeah oh, yeah. Cool. I would like for that to happen. We might be a little bit behind schedule on that, but I mean. Everything's always behind yeah, schedule. Yeah, 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 yeah. Deadlines, deadlines, business, business. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fantastic. I think you really should do something like that. I think that'd be really, really fun. Yeah. Really cool. And you finally and debut that long documentary. <laughs> mm. Well, I don't know about an hour long and then yeah, a couple yeah. of bands. At, well, I don't know. Fucking, you might be able to pull that off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, shit, yeah. if anybody could do it, it's you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic, man. All right, cool. All right, well, definitely. All right, well, Faders, we will definitely see you September 2nd. Yeah, Kabuki Cho. <laughs> Kabuki Cho. <laughs> Golden right. Egg. Faders, thank you very much for tuning into this epic episode of Got Faded Japan. This is episode number 350. Fucking five. Jesus. When's it ever going to end? I yeah. guess I think the show will end when, I guess, alcohol is banned. Once alcohol is banned, I guess the show is over. Back. Yeah, Prohibition is going to hit Japan. Yeah. Booze is gone. Sake is gone. Yeah. And the show will then be gone. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, as you fitters know, Got Fitted Japan is sponsored by The Spilt Inc. It's also sponsored by, uh, let's see, Gamuso and Mitsuya Liquors. So if you're an Asagai, make sure you get your ass down to Mitsuya Liquors and Gamuso. And if you're online, as you are right now, check out thespiltink.com and please buy one of my paintings. Please.
please <laughs> buy one of my paintings. Rent's coming up. All right, faders, thank you very much. And Dave, thank you very much for being here. My pleasure. All right, faders, catch you next week. Peace. My little brother, a goddamn shit something vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.